It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is trade deadline day, and there is really only one focus the Orlando Magic have. Will they resolve it today, or will they stick with what they have? We'll get to all that and what Markel Fultz brings to the Magic on what could be his last day with the team. We'll get to all that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 8th, 2024, trade deadline day. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, it is trade deadline day, three o'clock. Deadline will happen. We're going to get into what the magic are hoping to accomplish or what the biggest, most pressing need for the magic is. And why their guy may still yet be able to fill it. We'll get to that coming up here and fill in some other uh, details as well. We'll get we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Excuse me. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. We've done our trade deadline tour. We're back here at, at our home base. Uh, the trade deadline tour is over. The Magic's road trip is over. Um, it, is, it, it is abundantly clear, I think, what the Magic are shopping for. Right? Like, look, we know this Magic team doesn't leak anything. Um, we, you know, generally when I hear a rumor, I assume it is not coming from the Magic. But it might be, who knows? But generally there is a lot of dot connecting. We've watched this team. I think we all know where the Magic might be looking as this trade deadline approaches, as, as we get to the final hours and minutes here. Regardless of whether it happens today or whether it happens in the summer, I think this whole period has been instructive. We watch this team and we see it struggle with spacing. Let's forget the three-point shooting or the three-point attempts aspect of things. We see them struggling with spacing. We see them struggling with, frankly, a point guard who is a non-shooter. He's got five total threes on the season. And we'll talk more about Marco Fultz and the good that he brings coming up here in a minute. But we all see the writing on the wall. And it's kind of abundantly clear that the biggest thing this Magic team is missing, the biggest thing that the team needs 
are the good things that Fultz brings, that Marco Fultz brings, the the the, the stability, the game management, the change of pace. They need someone that can do that and can be a threat from the outside. And so, essentially, they need someone that, and this is just a general thing, they need someone who will make life easy for every single player on this roster. That will make life easy for Paolo and Franz especially. We don't need to get to the playoffs to understand that having a non-shooting guard is going to be a problem for this team. I will tell you that I think a lot of the Magic's needs and a lot of what the Magic need to resolve, we're not going to know till we get to that playoff series, quite frankly. We don't know a lot of what this team needs. We, we uh, Besides shooting, obviously, we have ideas, but we don't really know how this team is going to respond to a playoff series. And, and to me, that is a reason why the Magic might be hesitant to make a move, among many reasons. We'll get to some of those in a minute here too. But one thing I think we can all agree on, and, and, and again, I think all of us love Markel and, and, and respect all the work that he's put in, but the Magic are about winning now. We're done, we're done rebuilding. You know, we're, we're still developing and growing, but we're about winning. What's going to give us the best chance to win? And, and if this is the version of Markel Fultz we're getting, the Magic need a point guard. The Magic needs shooting at that spot. They need a point guard. And so it, it makes sense then that everyone that we have talked about over the course of these last few weeks heading into the deadline, everyone that we have talked about is a point guard. It could be the big move like bringing in DeJounte Murray and adding a kind of third star to the mix. It could be a, a medium move of adding in a, a veteran starter like Malcolm Brogdon or... Uh, or Tyus Jones, it could be a smaller move, like waiting on the buyout market to, to bring in uh, Dennis Schroeder or, or Kyle Lowry or uh, or Chris Paul. Those are short-term moves. I don't want to say smaller because Chris Paul's salary is ridiculous, and I don't think Old State's just going to give them away, but short-term moves. All of the smoke billowing out of the trade rumor mill the thing that gets the wheel turning has all been point guards. Now, I don't know the accuracy or the Magic's interest in any of these players. We had a podcast uh, with, with Brad Rowland uh, of Locked On Hawks, and we both agreed that DeJounte Murray is a player who makes sense, but my, my sense is still the Magic aren't ready to push the pace. They're not ready to push those chips in the middle and add a, add a player of that caliber to speed things up. Maybe they are. I, I, I get the sense that the Magic still want to give Paolo and Franz, a latitude to make mistakes. Um, there's reporting that Portland is not as keen to trade Malcolm Brogdon. That could very well be posturing. There's been reporting that the Magic could kick the tires on Tyus Jones. There's been reporting to say that the Magic are have at least explored talks with Kyle talks over Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul. There's been reporting contradicting that, saying they would only look at that if it became buyout options. There, there might be some legs to the Lowry thing, but again, a who knows if any of this reporting is true? Uh, and like again, my 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 approach to the deadline is always: if they're legitimate reporters, they are merely relating what they've heard. They have no reason to lie to us. They were told what they were told. <laughs> I've been told things. A lot of it, I don't necessarily feel comfortable comfortable reporting because because I can't confirm it independently. But but 
I generally believe when someone tells me something that they heard it from a legitimate source. And so it's really about the why. And the why here is the Magic need a point guard. So there's a lot of professional dot connecting. There's a lot of this kind of stuff happening. And we're going to find out in a few hours what the Magic end up doing. But I think we can all sit here. And I think we can all look and, 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 and honestly assess this roster. And see very clearly that this is the biggest need. I, w- I want to talk more about general roster building philosophy and, and, and why the Magic aren't, you know, Jeff Wolman said forever, we're not skipping steps in this process. Um, why the Magic aren't likely to make some gigantic move. I, I, just, I just don't see that from them quite yet. They're not ready for that yet. But I do think that there is something to be said. This Magic team does value its continuity. I don't think they want to disrupt or dis- or interrupt things too much. They want to layer on a need at a time. You know, they, they need a point guard. That's the next thing. And so honestly, that's the direction the Magic are headed. Whether they do it at the deadline or whether they wait for the offseason, the Magic are going to have a new starting point guard in all likelihood. They're probably, they honestly might need a new backup point guard with how much Cole Anthony's been struggling of late. But the Magic's point guard position is where your attention should be. It is where this team is likely to make its next big move. They're obviously at a decision point with Markel Fultz and his free agency. And so point guard is indeed the focus for this team. I want to say all that, and 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 certainly I think we all kind of see the end for Marco Fultz, but I want to highlight what good he brings to the floor and why those qualities are still really important as this team moves forward. We'll talk about what the Magic already have as they look outwardly or, or externally for improvements. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver who likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Armada. It's going to change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that could seat up to 8 in a first-class luxury end style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
It is trade deadline day and Locked on Face Basketball is your place for live reaction Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Basketball on YouTube, Fantasy Basketball show on YouTube today so you don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade. There's been a few already. I'm recording this at 1241 right when the NBA games are ending. I, I, I think that's usually when the activity starts to pick up once the games end. So maybe something will happen by the time you listen to this, but with analysis and insight you can only get from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd will have you covered on trade deadline day. That's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. These, you know, these, these moments are, are bittersweet. Uh, you know, I this is the part of the job that I hate. Uh, and, and honestly, like, it, it's, it's necessary. I'm not sitting here saying the Magic should think twice about doing what they have to do to make the team better. But, you know, being around the team being around these players, seeing how hard they work, you learn to appreciate the people a, a whole lot more. And, 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 you know, I think there is, a, you know, there is in sports a detachment from the human being. Like I, I've had to explain to people who are like, why did the Magic look so sluggish in Tuesday's game against Miami? And I just explained to them, like, they were on a nine-game road trip. Like, I'm coming, I, I did I did Miami there and back in one day. My when, my my Wednesday was shot. Like, I, I I'm sorry, like, if you didn't see see me very active on Orlando Magic Daily uh, or my Patreon page, I was I was struggling today. I, I'm literally recording this and I'm going to bed. And, and that's just one very long day of travel. Certainly longer than the Magic had. They they were they were home before I left Kaseya Center. I think because <laughs> I I stayed I was I was there pretty late last night. Um, but traveling's tough. I, I don't care who you are, and 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 I think sometimes that element is lost and. I think that element is, it is something we have to think about. And yes, we have probably reached the end of the Markel Fultz experiment. Um, he is a good player, but he's not the player the Magic need right now. The shooting is just, it's too much to overcome. And you can see it play out. And, and, and you know, if he's still on the roster after the deadline, we will see it play out in the playoffs. It's going to be the thing. There's, there's a reason why now that the Magic are healthy, they're closing with Jonathan Isaac, who, you know, isn't much of an offensive option either, but he gives you, you know, he gives you so much on the defensive end. The Magic are still going to be piecing together some lineups here. If anything, that sentence at this stage of the season alone is enough to say, okay, the Magic might need to do something. But I want to rewind before we think about the future and, 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 and appreciate the past. Um, this is not our ode to Mark Fultz. I, I want to give him that due respect um, because he's been someone that has embraced this city, uh, embraced this team and this franchise. This organization gave him a lifeline and a second chance, and he has taken advantage of it. He has made the most of it. He has reclaimed his career. He is an NBA player. Even in his state, he is an NBA player. And I want to highlight what he does that's good. And what he does that helps this team win. Paolo Bancaro said after last night's game, when I asked him, you know, now that Markel's getting healthy, what what does he what does that add to the team? He said, quote, Markel has been great. He's been great at pushing the pace, defending, always talking. It's always good to have him back. We're going to need him as well to, to always play his game and be aggressive on offense and defense. When he's doing that, we're at our best. Jamal Mosley, when I asked him a similarly worded question, I can't promise it was exactly the same. Said, quote, his ability to push the pace, he got his hands on a lot of basketball with deflections, getting into the into the ball and mixing over-unders on pick and rolls, being disruptive. 
I just think his ability to push the pace with this group and play a little faster, but also defensively, he can rebound the basketball and get out and go. In a lot of ways, Marco Fultz is part of the ideal for this team. He is a bigger guard. I think he's listed at 6'3", but he plays bigger. Who can defend, switch. But more than that, he is someone that understands naturally the pace of a game. What the team needs. Like Steve Clifford always said it, he is a pure point guard. He has this understanding of, of what the team needs how fast the team needs and, and and honestly how to get into a set to get a good shot or the right shot or the right player with the ball in his hands. That stuff is not easy. It is not easy to learn. It takes years to find that field. And the Magic right now are a team that's playing with a lot of secondary ball handlers that are running point, running the show. It's Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner lead the team in drives. It's Jalen Suggs being the point. It's Joe Ingles running a lot of point in, in org- organizing. The Magic are trying to find it in the aggregate, it feels like. But Marco Fultz is the one guy that understands it, that just has a natural understanding of it. And when you look at the numbers, the Magic aren't meaningfully be- are better offensively because of Fultz. Like that, the numbers don't support that. But you look at the numbers, the Magic have a 107.4 defensive rating with Fultz on the floor. Even since his return, the Magic are better defensively with Fultz on the floor. And he's not like he's playing with Jonathan Isaac a ton. The Magic's defense has been worse overall since he returned, but the Magic are better when he is on the floor. He helps set that tone defensively for them. And that with these intangibles of knowing how to run the team, of knowing how to control the pace, when to speed up, when to slow down, to get into the lane, to be creative and a little spontaneous. All that stuff is really valuable. And obviously, everyone on this Magic team appreciates and understands how hard Markell has worked to get back. Not just from the knee tendonitis, but from the torn ACL. He is a, he is a guy that everybody on this team loves. And, and I want to just stress this part. This breaking that up is really a difficult decision. It, it might be the right decision. It might be what this team has to do, but... Markel is a guy that everybody on the, everybody, if you're a fan and you don't love Markel, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That the dude is great. That this is an unfortunate business. And, and, and again, I'm not hiding from it. I'm not saying the magic shouldn't do it. The magic have to consider trading Markel Fultz because it does not look like they're going to bring him back. It does not feel like this is the point guard we need because the three point shooting is just hard to overcome. Like, this is the second worst three-point shooting team in the league. We're going to play the worst one on Thursday on a back-to-back. But this team has to find shooting to elevate their offense. It's going to make everyone's life easier. And if Marco Fultz could be a consistent shooter and have some shooting gravity, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking about resigning him. That's how good he is at everything else. But that's not where we're at. Fultz has played only 18 games a season with, with, with the injury issues. His shot has seemingly disappeared. Whatever hope we had with the way that he shot at the end of last season, it feels gone. The confidence isn't there anymore. 
And I'm fine with a player not shooting when they're confident, but that makes you really hard to play. And certainly really hard to play on a playoff team, on a team that is expecting to do things and expecting to grow. What the Magic need to find is they need to find a Markel Fultz who can shoot a little bit. That's that's kind of what they're looking for. Because say what you want about him, he brings a lot of good to this team, both on and off the court. And it sucks that we have to have this conversation, but that is the business. And we'll see ultimately what the Magic decide. But whatever they decide, I want to appreciate Marco Fultz just a little bit longer. We'll talk about some overarching uh, philosophies, other players that maybe keep an eye on and and, and needs that the Magic are going to address. We'll talk about that and finish our preview of the trade deadline coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy games are really confusing. Like, if you play these games, they have the weird salary caps, they have points that don't make sense, and then you're playing in these large player pools and you're watching the games and you're just hoping, you're hoping that you get your money back. You're just hoping to get any money, even if it's less than what you paid to enter that pool. It's it's the worst. Prize Picks gets rid of all the confusing stuff. They keep things simple. All you have to do is pick two to six players and say whether they whether they will get more or less than their prize picks projections. If you think Paolo Bancaro is going to score more than 23 and a half points in Thursday's game against the San Antonio Spurs, that's all you have to do is say he will score more. It's that simple. And prize picks gives you so many more fun ways to play the game. On prize picks, they have these demons and goblins that give you different payouts. For, their, for your picks, you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Just find the little goblin or demon squares uh, on your prize picks. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can really make your entry in less than 60 seconds. They offer quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. Really, honestly, college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, if you could think it, they, they probably have it or, or something close to it. So, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy at PrizePix. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's uh, let's let's talk about the trade deadline in general. Um, here's what I'm expecting. I, I'm going to give you what I'm expecting to happen at the trade deadline. I am not expecting much. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about. You know, we did the whole thing about Dejounte Murray and Tyus Jones and Malcolm Brogdon. I, I think those are kind of the three main targets. Um, as we said, as we said in the pod that I did with Mike Richmond of Lockdown Blazers, go into our archives and check that out. Um, 
I, I don't think there's a framework to find a deal with the Blazers. I think the Blazers want something the Magic aren't willing to give up. Um, the uh, the uh, the Dejounte Murray thing, uh, the, like like I said, the, there is an opportunity to do that in the summer, even though it might be a little pricier. I don't know if the Magic have exactly what Atlanta's looking for quite yet. Um, but having said that. I also don't think the Magic are ready to push the pace that fast. I, I think they want to still give some latitude to make mistakes before they put that kind of pressure on these guys and, and absorb a player of of that magnitude. And, and yes, DeJounte Murray is a player of magnitude. He's a former All-Star. Um, Tyus Jones, I know a lot of Magic fans love him. They love the, the, the three-point shooting. Uh, I think the defense scares them away. I, I think his size and his defense, that's not quite what they're looking for. So... And again, if they really like him, they can wait for free agency. Uh, as I've said repeatedly on this show, this year doesn't matter. Like, they're, the Magic aren't going to sacrifice a long-term asset just for this season. They want, their their window they're looking at is the next two to four years. And I know that frust- it's going to frustrate some fans because like, no, we got to make the playoffs. Now, the Magic are in the playoffs. Like, they're not in the playoffs, but they're in the play. They're right where they want to be. They're okay with how the season's played out so far. The question is, how do they get better? And, and, and that's really a question that's about two to four years. So, look, if Tyus Jones is the guy, I, I don't think he is because of the size issues. If Tyus Jones is the guy, like I say on draft night, just go get him and we'll take care of him and, and all that. But, again, they, can, they don't have to expend anything. They don't have to spend anything to get him. If they can hold the boat steady with what they have and they're confident they can sign him in the offseason, you know, why spend anything and, and then and then potentially lose them or spend anything and then and then get it? There, there's some other considerations there, but that's that's a simplified version. And so, what I do think the Magic are going to look to do at the deadline is I don't necessarily think they're going to trade Markel Fultz unless they're getting something substantial in return because I think they do view him as a substantial piece. I do think they are probably going to move Gary Harris one way or another. I get the sense that Gary Harris is probably on his way out. And the reason I say that is, A, you could swap Gary Harris for another shooter. Like, Gary Harris for Doug McDermott works. You know, you could probably do a Gary Harris uh, for, like, for uh, Gary Harris for, now I'm blanking on it, Quentin Grimes, if you, if you really want a Chumo KK, and a second-round pick for for Quentin Grimes. Again, I, I don't know why you want to you know, necessarily help your chief competitor or why New York would want to do the same, but that is, I think, part of the equation, too. Um I would expect something along those lines uh, if the Magic do anything, something relatively small. I also think that one thing a lot of people are forgetting is that the buyout market's very different this year. And so actually, I'm not sold the Magic do anything at the deadline, but I don't think that means the Magic won't do something. Now they have a full roster right now, so so they can't necessarily go out and get go out and just sign someone straight out. They have to cut someone, whether that's OKK, whether that's buying out Gary Harris, which I think is very very possible as well. If there is someone on the on the what I like to call the mercenary market, they can go get. Now, usually the Magic or a team like the Magic would not be involved in, in the buyout market. They're just not a high profile enough team. They're not a championship team. But they, with the new CBA. Teams that are above the second apron cannot participate in the buyout market after the trade deadline. And so that eliminates a lot of contending teams. So if you're looking at what the Magic could do, 
they could be a team that if the Hornets buy out, if the Hornets can't find a trade for Kyle Lowry, they're going to buy him out. The Magic could be a team that takes Kyle Lowry on the buyout market and gives them a veteran point guard who's been in the playoffs, someone that you know maybe competes four minutes with, with Markel Fultz, maybe pushes Cole Anthony into a, a deeper bench role um, because of his struggles from the field right now. Um, that could be a move they make. And I know a lot of Magic fans aren't huge fans of Kyle Lowry. I, I, I was talking to... Uh, uh, he, uh, I was talking to a heat writer about Lowry just to kind of follow up on the rumors. And I mentioned like, you know, if, if they do, if they did sign Kyle Lowry, like magic fans would be ticked off because they don't like him after he injured Aaron Gordon in the bubble. And he was like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. Magic fans don't forget about that stuff. Um, but you know, Kyle Lowry hasn't been great this year. I don't think he's a long-term option, uh, but, but he would help this team like undoubtedly another veteran locker room. The other guy who's been in the playoff battles, champion, NBA champion, um, he would help. Like I, I don't think I don't think we should dismiss it hot out of hand. I, I think there 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 is something that makes sense about that move, particularly especially if you're only doing it on the buyout market. So essentially, what I'm saying here at the deadline is Marco Fultz gets moved if it's something big. You know, if if it's if it's Tyus Jones, if it's Buddy Heald, if it's uh, who else is on this market? Um, if it's, uh, you know, you know, DeJounte Murray, I don't think Atlanta's interested in, in, in him, but if it's Malcolm Brogdon, I don't think Portland's interested in him. He'll, Phil, Fultz gets moved if it's something big. More likely, I think we're looking at something small. I think we're looking at swapping Gary Harris for uh, a more reliable shooter or for a shooter with fewer injury issues. And again, I'm thinking about that two to three year window. I don't see the Magic taking on any long-term salary, whether veteran or young player, unless they feel that player is going to be part of this team for the next two to three seasons. Unless they feel this, that that player is going to, going to get them over the hump. I think the Magic could trade Gary Harris for a kind of quick hit guy. Again, Lowry would be a quick hitter. like that. That's not a player that you're signing to keep for two to four years. Like Lowry's coming to the end of his career here. Um, he hasn't had a great season this year. That's why Miami traded him for Terry Rozier. But I don't see the magic like making a move to get a shooter, to even get a Tyus Jones who could be gone in the offseason. Not gonna this year doesn't matter. Where the magic finish this year doesn't matter. It's what they learn from the experience and how they grow into next year and where they finish next year that matters. That's that's the path the magic are going on. And so I the, the magic have done like Jeff Holman's done something at every deadline, even if it was very, very small. So it's not he's allergic to dealing. I think there is concern about adding new players or disrupting the group that they have, and, and they're playing better now. There's there's enough evidence to say, okay, this group can get things together, make a little bit of run here with the schedule lightening up. They, they're fine. Like whatever crazy thing was happening in January, they're fine now. And that is, you know, you know we know they have needs. We know they need to solve some things. You know, we could look, the free agency class is great. Some of these things we can solve in the offseason a lot easier when when teams are, you know, maybe more realistically assessing what happened last season and what they need. And the Magic will still have a lot of assets and a lot of ability to get things done. But I, I do see something maybe small, but otherwise I think it's going to be quiet. Like I, I, I get the sense that the Magic are content with where they're at and they understand they have needs to fill. I don't think they're content on that front. 
But I think they, I think for what this team is and, and what they hope to accomplish this season, they're seeing a lot of that, and and they'll go, they'll they'll figure out what they need in the playoffs and and start going and start building from there. Like I said, I, I think the biggest like long term priority right now is point guard. Uh, so you know, a Buddy Heel deal I don't think is in the works for this trade window. Um, you know, and it's not particularly clear Indiana is actually willing to trade him, and certainly not to a direct competitor like Orlando. Um, I don't think we'll see. You know, I don't think that long-term point guard's out there. Like, again, if they think it's Tyus Jones, great. Um, I don't think they can parade in stop gaps, but they need shooting at the position. So at some point, the Magic are going to have to take a risk on someone and, and, and push some chips in. But I don't know if that time is now. That time is almost certainly in the summer. I think they have to do something in the summer, but I don't think that time is is necessarily now. And I think that's, that's kind of the the struggle the Magic are at right now. So hopefully, you know, maybe it's quiet, maybe it's not. We'll we'll break it all down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, including as well a breakdown of the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs. So we have that to look forward to on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on podcasts to your podcast and able listen device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's where you should get your all your latest updates on the Magic at the trade deadline. I'll be checking Twitter here. Let me just make sure nothing's happened while I'm recording. I don't think so. No one. Twitter's not going off, so I think we're okay. Um, you can also check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. You can find that at patreon.com slash Hub. And as always, thank you again for your support. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and now on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Stay up to date on everything going around the sports world, including the trade deadline with Locked On Sports Today. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV as well as on YouTube. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross Renike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.